Hey there, I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, and you're listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast, where we try to bring you actionable information and normalize cannabis through the stories of gondrepreneurs, activists, and industry stakeholders. Today, I'm joined by James Yagallo. He is the CEO of Hemp Staff. Uh, how are you doing today? Very good. How about yourself, Tim? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Uh, the, the employment issue is... is uh, you know, really a big a big topic that we haven't really discussed. Um, the industry is expected to create 250,000 jobs by 2020, and you're on the front lines uh, training some of these prospective employees. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to know more about you, man. Uh, how'd you end up in the cannabis space? Sure. Uh, we actually are a Florida-based company. So we started back in 2014 when it uh, looked like Florida was going to pass medical marijuana the first time. Uh, I originally, like everyone else, wanted to get in and you know touch the plant in cultivation or dispensing and realized with Florida's laws that really wasn't going to be possible. So I looked at what other aspects I had done in previous jobs, and I had been involved in staffing and recruiting since 1999. So it seemed logical to go out there and see if there was any interest. So I started networking with uh, several people that were already in the industry and looking to get into Florida. And uh, they seemed really uh, very intuitive about recruiting and then later came training. So first we uh, started discussing with them what type of people they were looking for. And we realized that the bud tenders didn't have the experience that these people from out of state wanted. They wanted someone like they were used to that had, you know, known what cannabinoids and terpenes were. So out of that came our training, which we started later on in 2014. So how long was it until you sort of came up with the idea of hemp staff until you had your first placement? Um, it was about five months in uh, after talking to people. Then people started to want to get their application ready for Florida if it passed. And they wanted us to hook them up with a master grower or master extractor for another state that was willing to relocate. So it did take a few months. And around that same time, we also started uh, the training class to start training Florida people. Uh, once Florida didn't pass, we already had these connections nationwide. So we took both our recruiting services and our training services to a nationwide level in late 2014. So describe to the audience what it is exactly that hemp staff does. Well, we have two facets. Our first facet is a typical recruiting staffing company. So clients come to us for either employees they can't find because they're very specialized, like a master extractor or a master grower with five years experience, or if they just don't have the time to go through 200 resumes to find our entry level people, they may come to us for that. We basically pre-screen everyone. We have recruiters in every medical marijuana state who have contacts. Uh, so they discuss with their contacts where this job is, who's willing to relocate if relocation needs to be done. And then we basically uh, send the resumes to the client so that they get a handful of very qualified resumes and don't have to spend the time going through hundreds of resumes to narrow it down themselves. On the other side, we train dispensary agents. So we take those people looking to get into industry but don't really know how, and we train them what needs to be known uh, in a dispensary, like the cannabinoids, the terpenes. We go cover two dozen products of cannabis, not including the common ones like flour and uh, wax and uh, oils. We go into more of the topicals, the patches, the suppositories, the inhalers, and you know, tell them what you're best for medical ailments. So when they go to an interview, hopefully they can speak intelligently and greatly increase their chances of obtaining a job in the cannabis industry. 
So what are some of the, the common issues or misconceptions that you see among those who actually attend your courses? Um, a lot of times they, they think it's a lot simpler than it is. They know Indica, they know Sativa, so they think they're pretty good, uh, and they're quickly blown away about how many products there are, especially in these new states where people have never stepped inside a dispensary before. Uh, so a lot of times that, that uh, definitely overwhelms them when they come to our class, especially, like I said, in the eastern states. Another thing is that um, they think because they've tried stuff that it's going to work the same for everyone else, which isn't the case. Everyone's body is differently. So just because you can eat an edible and you go out and work all day doesn't mean the patient can eat an edible and go out and work all day. And how long are uh, your, your training courses? Our training courses are four hours. We do them uh, on a Saturday afternoon. We have an 8 a.m. class and a 1.30 p.m. class, so they can choose morning or afternoon. And it's four hours long, and at the end of that four hours, we give a certification test. That's just a hemp staff certification to show that you're actually paying attention in, in class. And what are some of the challenges uh, that you and uh, your company has faced in the, in the training uh, process? Um, a lot of challenges, like I said, you know, the people th coming in thinking they already know everything, um, so they don't really pay attention in class. Uh, you have the rare cases where people come to class too stoned to learn, unfortunately. Um, that's getting less and less, but it does still happen. Um, other challenges are we're starting to get a lot more people that are, you know, over the age of 50 and have never really tried cannabis, or if they did, it was many, many years ago, and they don't know anything. So you pretty much got to teach them from the ground up because they don't even know Indica or Sativa. So with, with this... Uh... This older population, these are older people looking to enter the industry as as an employee. Correct. Yeah. A lot of uh, people that come to our class, you know, uh, are looking to get into a new industry. They've worked different industries in the past and now they're looking for a change and they've heard that the cannabis industry is just going to keep growing. So they're very eager to learn more about it. And they take our class sometimes to make that decision if they're going to switch industries or not. That's, that's really, really interesting. I, I had no idea that that was something that uh, in, in, that, that companies such as yours or, or really the industry was seeing. Um, what, what are some of the sort of non-cannabis professional backgrounds that you see most often represented uh, by, by the people in t attending your courses? Um, a lot of nurses, physical therapists, uh, even masseuses uh, seem to come to class and they all have the kind of the same story where they had a patient that was trying medical marijuana and they saw notable differences in this patient's improvement as a medical professional dealing with them. So they had seen firsthand the effects of cannabis and now they want to come to our class and learn more and possibly switch into a better industry because as some people know, nursing is not always the best industry depending on where you're working. Um, on top of that, we also get a lot of security professionals, a lot of ex-vets, um, you know, ex-security or police officers looking to get into the industry in the same type of field of security. So it, it, it's sort of becoming apparent to me that your course could also double as sort of an entry point for basically anybody to come and learn sort of a get a deeper understanding of the cannabis plant. Absolutely. I mean, we uh, basically start at the very beginning of the history of cannabis and then slowly work the way up in the course. Uh, we quickly go through the growing stages and then we you know, 
get right into the indica sativa and then the cannabinoids and terpenes. So even though it's only a four-hour class, we cover all the basic points, and it's it's pretty fast-paced because we do go in detail. A lot of people have taken our course, and they've gone on to work in other industry is not just a dispensary. We've had many people take our course and because they listed our course on the resume, the owner at a cultivation center sees that this person has passion and they took the um, initiative to take our course. So they get an interview and then they realize they know what this person's talking about from the knowledge they gained and they get hired at a cultivation center. So this course definitely helps with figuring out if you want to get into industry and then actually getting an interview to get into industry and speaking well at that interview. Was was that by design? I mean, when you were sort of going about developing this course, did you did you anticipate a byproduct of it being this sort of entry for a lot of people? Um, not originally. No, we uh, started to really experience that when we got heavy into the Illinois market, as that was the first market we really entered at the beginning, and saw that these people, um, the lot owners, were actually telling us they take shortcuts when they get resumes now and they look for people that have taken our training and they put those in one pile as the people to call for interviews. After interviewing people that took our training and didn't took our training, they really noticed a big difference. So word got out. That was a quick way to, uh, you know, pardon the pun, but weed out the resume. <laughs> um, we, we, we get a lot of puns on this show. <laughs> I, I, I like it very much. Uh, so you had mentioned Illinois was the first state that you had really sort of uh, got in from the get-go. How do you keep up with the seemingly constant regulatory changes in each individual state? And, and at the same time, how do you prepare to enter nascent markets? Um, yeah, I mean, we keep up. We have two people. They're, they're pretty much our full-time job is to just go over news stories every day. And if it's marijuana-related, especially law-related, they send it to our director of legal affairs. Um, our director of legal affairs and president then also scour over these articles and go through the government website the week before our courses, before the manual is printed, so that they can make any adjustments to uh, the manual. Do you update them every single week? Well, every class. We uh, we only come back to an area every three to four months. So we uh, have classes all across the nation right now and pretty much every other week basis. But every time we go to a new city, we uh, update that book. So we are updating a book pretty much biweekly at this point. So I, I wanted, you know, sort of get, uh, get at the meat of uh, what else your firm does. I mean, this, this is all really, really eye-opening to me. Uh, but before we do that, we got to take a break. This is the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm T.G. Brandfall. If you are looking for a job in the rapidly growing and highly competitive cannabis industry, Gondrepreneur.com is the place to look. Visit the Gondrepreneur job board today to browse current openings with cannabis companies throughout the United States, from entry-level bud tender positions to executive-level career opportunities. You can also create a profile and upload your resume to be discovered by cannabis recruiters. Visit our job board at jobs.gondrepreneur.com to create your profile today. If you are a business owner, you can post your job openings for as little as $25 on our job board to reach the largest and most engaged audience of cannabis professionals on the web. Companies who are listed in the Gondrepreneur Business Directory are eligible for free job listings. If you are already signed up, contact us today via the website or send us an email at grow at to activate your unique coupon. 
Hey there, welcome back to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, TG Brandfault, here with James Yagallo, CEO of Hempstaff. Um, on your guys' website, you know, you say you, spe- you guys specialize in finding management level employees. Um, how do you find them in, you know, in, in such a nascent industry, especially, you know, you had mentioned Illinois and you got there on the ground floor. So, so how do you identify, uh, you know, these, these management level candidates? Yeah. In the cannabis industry, you know, five years experience, you're a management level veteran at this point. So there are several markets, you know, like Colorado, Maine, Washington, even now, Arizona, Rhode Island, Oregon, they have been working at this for five years. So we have recruiters in all these states that have contacts. And uh, when we get a client who's looking for someone to relocate to one of these newer states, which happens quite often when a new state comes on board, we then contact contact the recruiters to reach out to all the people that have these three to five years experience and see who's interested to relocating to that state. And then we go from there and pre-screen them to see if they meet the rest of qualifications. So you, you had said the, you know, the experience, but what, what else do companies typically look for in a management level employee? Um, Oh, I mean, experience is the big thing and you have to prove it. You have to, you know, give them who you've been working for, what their license number is with the state and everything, but they really, want people that are going to be able to speak to the DEA, speak to the regulators, you know, hire employees, train employees and do everything because a lot of these owners have never been the cannabis industry. They just, you know, are money people. So they're looking for a manager who's going to teach them what needs to be done to properly run a cannabis in a cannabis company. I, I got to ask you, how easy is it to get somebody to leave you know, a place like Denver or, or California for, you know, say Massachusetts? Um, it's actually a little easier than you think. A lot of people left their home state to go out west for the green rush. So you do find these people who originally are from Massachusetts or originally from Maryland, and now they can go back home and do this. They're more than willing to do that. Uh, on the other side, the East Coast states have realized it's a little harder, so they've upped their wages. So every state, they seem to up their wage a little more for these management level people. So a twenty, thirty thousand dollar increase starts to get people to consider to moving to another state. Well, so you had said at the start of this, at the start of this interview, that you know you you had worked in uh, in recruiting uh, before in, in traditional industry. What are what are the wages like in the cannabis space compared to you know more traditional manufacturing uh, jobs? Well, I mean. The management levels are pretty high paying. We've uh, seen, you know, master growers from one twenty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars salary uh, currently. So that's pretty high up there. Besides your master grower, your master extractors are in the six figures as well. Uh, after that, it does drop off pretty uh, dramatically. Your dispensary manager is probably making about the same as your retail manager. You know, between forty and sixty thousand. So. Th- so what do we talked about what what companies look for in management level employees? What are they looking for in, you know, say an entry level employee? Um, a lot of it is, you know, passion and compassion, passion for 
the cannabis plant and compassion for people or if you're in a cultivation center for learning their specific methods. Um, a lot of cultivation centers will only hire a master grower with experience and then pretty much hire everybody else entry level so they can be trained specifically on how they want to grow. They don't want someone coming in there thinking they know how to do it better. So you re they really look for the person that's eager to learn. Are there things uh, similar to internships or, or some sort of program where, you know, a master grower will take on, you know, somebody who may be an entry level employee uh, to groom them to become a master grower themselves? Is that something that, that you connect people with or does it even exist in this industry that you know of? Um, it, it doesn't really exist in like an internship per se. Uh, most states don't allow that type of thing, they have to be an employee. But what generally does happen to cultivation centers is, you know, they hire a couple assistant growers, a master grower, and pretty much a bunch of site workers and trimmers. After a couple months, they realize out of their site workers and trimmers, who's good at what and who really can move up quick. And then they really promote those people quickly. We've seen people go from a trimmer to an assistant master grower in under two years. So the, the promotion process seems to happen pretty quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. And this industry happens real quickly. What are uh, what are some of the hardest positions for you to find qualified candidates for? Right now, I'd have to say uh, master extractor. Um, extraction hasn't really been around in, you know, the large scene for that many years. So it's hard to find someone with more than three years experience. And especially now, um, a lot of states are realizing butane's not really the best way to go. So they're only looking for those with experience in, you know, CO2 or resin press extracting, which really limits the number of people out there. So I, I want to talk to you a bit more about your advice uh, for people who, who might be looking to get into the industry or maybe are already here. But before we do that, we got to take a break. This is the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm TG Brandfall. At Gontrepreneur, we have heard from dozens of cannabis business owners who have encountered the issue of cannabis, which is when a mainstream business, whether a landlord, bank, or some other provider of vital business services, refuses to do business with them simply because of their association with cannabis. We have even heard stories of businesses being unable to provide health and life insurance for their employees because the insurance providers were too afraid to work with them. We believe that this fear is totally unreasonable and that cannabis business owners deserve access to the same services and resources that other businesses are afforded, that they should be able to hire consultation to help them follow the letter of the law in their business endeavors, and that they should be able to provide employee benefits without needing to compromise on the quality of coverage they can offer. This is why we created the Gontrepreneur.com Business Service Directory, a resource for cannabis professionals to find and connect with service providers who are cannabis friendly and who are actively seeking cannabis industry clients. If you are considering hiring a business consultant, lawyer, accountant, web designer, or any other ancillary service for your business, go to Gontrepreneur.com businesses to browse hundreds of agencies, firms, and organizations who support cannabis legalization and who want to help you grow your business. With so many options to choose from in each service category, you will be able to browse company profiles and do research on multiple companies in advance so you can find the provider who is the best fit for your particular need. Our business service directory is intended to be a useful and well-maintained resource, which is why we individually vet each listing that is submitted. 
If you are a business service provider who wants to work with cannabis clients, you may be a good fit for our service directory. Go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to create your profile and start connecting with cannabis entrepreneurs today. Welcome back to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, here with James Yagallo, CEO of Hempstaff. Um, so, so what's some advice that you would have for job seekers, for people who, you know, aren't yet in the industry, but maybe looking to get involved, you know, the, the people that would essentially attend your, your training courses? Um, I mean, the biggest things we can recommend is one – Get some type of training, even if it's not necessarily our training, get some type of training so you can put it on your resume. Um, it helps in a couple different ways. One, uh, if you don't have any type of training or any type of experience, the odds of you getting called for a job are pretty slim. I mean, it, even if you are worked at McDonald's or you worked in IT for 20 years, if you don't have any type of cannabis-related item on your resume, it's not probably going to be looked at very seriously. Um, on top of that, we would say, you know, make sure to go out there and do some networking, meet people. A lot of people, you know, don't get jobs by finding the uh, posting online. They find it because they went to a networking event and know someone who knows someone who's hiring. So, you know, get out there and get your name out there. And uh, another thing, don't just blindly send out resumes. You know, uh, you see a uh, application for a master grower says three to five years experience in the industry. Don't send your resume if you've never worked in the industry. Um, they're just never going to look at it. And, you know, if they remember your name and you do apply for a job that you were qualified for, they might throw it out because they're like, this guy applies for everything. So uh, we do recommend only apply for jobs that you actually are qualified for. And you had mentioned networking events. Um, here, you know, in Vermont, we don't actually have that many of them, you know, the 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 medical community is very small. Uh, there's only a few operators. So, is that something that you're seeing more and more in Florida and the other states that you operate? Um, yeah, I mean, if if you look, there's a lot of you know events just around the country. You may have to travel a little bit for, but um, you know, like up there, you may have to you know go to a uh, Boston or. Um, Maine or Rhode Island to get some of these networking events. Uh, in Florida, there's, you know, around the state, there's a couple, but you also have your local normal events that, you know, they just may meet at a local restaurant or something. And that's a good place to network as well. So you would, you would just briefly mentioned, um, you know, the, the emerging markets in your role, you know, finding employees and operating in so many states, where are you seeing the emerging markets right now? Uh, well, right now, Pennsylvania and Maryland are the two that are about to explode. Both Maryland uh, is just basically waiting for product. They have, you know, some plants in the ground, but uh, they're still a few months away from product and all their dispensaries are going through final inspection now. But they have 109 dispensaries. They're approved to open once they get the final inspection. So that's quite a large number. Uh, Pennsylvania also has already licensed and they want people up and running shortly too. And they've approved 52 dispensaries. So both those markets should be online in early 2018. And uh, are, we'll, we expect them to be hiring heavily come uh, late this year. And are you operating both of those states? Yes, we do operate in both those states. And 
what's uh, your courses thus far? Like, have you seen a lot of interest in those two states to go along with what you anticipate to be an exploding market? Absolutely. Yeah, we've uh, we've had several classes in the Baltimore area and uh, the Silver Spring area down by D.C. and Maryland. We've actually been conducting classes there for every six months for about two years, waiting for the program to get started. They had a few delays along the way. And Pennsylvania, we've probably had three classes there, you know, with quite a good turnout already in the past year as well. So people are definitely very interested. And as we get closer and closer to the opening, obviously people are getting more and more interested because the news is covering it more and more. So what what advice do you have for companies trying to find employees? Um, what we found is a lot of the owners uh, have never used a staffing and recruiting service. So they're a little bit uh, hesitant in contacting us. Uh, so my advice is, you know, don't be afraid to use a recruiting company. It doesn't cost anything to use our company or any recruiting company unless you find that qualified candidate. You know, if we send you five resumes, you find you find someone else on your own, you don't owe us a dime. So we're just giving you additional resumes to look at to make sure you're hiring the right person. So you were in the uh, the recruiting space for 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 a while. Now now you're in this space. Um, you're you're probably interacting with a lot of people with an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, wh- what's your advice for other entrepreneurs looking to get into this space or or that might just be starting out? Um, a lot of people, you know, just like we did at first, they look straight at the cultivation dispensary right away. But there's so much more to this industry than that. Um, the, the pick and shovel side of ancillary businesses is really growing faster than the cultivation and dispensary because ancillary businesses aren't restricted by cannabis state licensing. Um, so I'd recommend, you know, think of like we did, think of what you have experience in, what you like to do, what you're good at, and figure out how that can be applied to the cannabis industry, whether it's starting your own or maybe trying to find someone to partner with or even working for an established company already doing something you love. Uh, the industry is young enough where there's plenty of room for more companies to start and get into the industry, especially with an idea that hasn't been done yet. So um, that that time window is closing. But at this point in time, you know, just think of what you like to do and try to apply it to the cannabis industry. And where can people find out more about you, your your service, uh, hemp staff? Where can people find out more about that? Yeah, our website is www.hempstaff.com. Uh, all the information is there. If you click on the training tab, you'll see all the different cities we have trainings lined up for in the next few months. Um, you can register for free on the site to be emailed if we have uh, job openings or training in your area. Or if you're a business owner, we also have a registration form where you can contact us and we can send you more information on our recruiting services. We also have a uh, Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn page. So you can also find us there under Hemstaff. So I I really want to, you know, congratulate you on on your success. You know, operating in a lot of states uh is is a really impressive feat. You know, you you reached out early and um you know, are, are really sort of leading this charge um in this in this ancillary uh side of the cannabis industry. So uh, I really want to thank you for your time today. Uh, really insightful conversation, and you know I'm, I'm can't wait to see what what you guys do and how the industry grows. 
Thank you very much. We're here to help. We want to make sure employees are assets and not liabilities to the owners. You can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download the Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. I've been your host, T.G. Brandfault.